So um, we're back. We're back discussing education for the black race. Um, but I understand that maybe there's, you know, I'm also, you know, I'm not, how can I put this? I'm not here trying to school people. This is really a vehicle of expression that hopefully it resonates with somebody who thinks like me. Because one thing I'm realizing is that there's no way that I'm the only person who interprets things in a certain way or thinks a certain way. So really I'm just kind of interpreting text, relaying the message and, um, you know, hopefully someone out there can relate. Um, we're gonna get into, let me see here. Yeah, there's a little passage here. So I was reading about, and I was talking about independence. Um, now I'm gonna be talking about the next paragraph immediately after the independence paragraph, which is now wealth. So I'm gonna read this straight up, and then this will be one segment, and then the next segment will be kind of like a breakdown how I interpret that. And one second, because <laughs> I got something on the stove, and I can tell if I don't deal with it right now, it's gonna, gonna be a problematic thing. Back, back, back. Back at it. So, first of all, um, Twitch thing. Twitch is getting, it's jumping off now. Um, did a few streams, did a test stream last night, had someone help me do a test stream last night. Um, and now, streamed a couple times this morning, stumbled across Streamlabs in my search to make my life more efficient so I can stream from my iPad and not have to worry about having my laptop all the time. Um, did a test stream from that, that worked. And you know, I realized you kind of overthink these things and in the end, there's always a simple solution um, to whatever little technical problem you have, especially if you're, especially if you just look online once or twice, you're gonna come across something in a few minutes. And another thing too I was thinking about as I went over into the kitchen um, was uh, every once in a while you cross paths with people uh, from your past. Even if you didn't know them that well, even if you don't know them at all, really. When you really think about it, it's interesting how many people, that's kind of the point. It's interesting how many people you just don't know but interact with. For, the purpose, for no other purpose than they're around or they're there or they happen to operate in a similar reality as yours. And because of that, you interact. But outside of that scenario, outside of that little sort of forced reality, you don't really got nothing in common with people. Some. I'm also, but at the same time, by the same token, I'm also looking forward to Kind of this what is now kind of becoming a new chapter of my life uh, a new chapter that was sparked by you know real darker thoughts um but coming out of that and uh pre 
propelling myself more into the real world while also maintaining a, maintaining a base in the virtual world. Um, and I think on that note, I think this is going to be a perfect time to kind of jump into this next chapter of, uh, or this next paragraph in uh, Education for the Black Race. Wealth is good, but wealth for its own sake is bad. When wealth becomes the key instrument for personal and social control of others rather than as a means of achieving social happiness, wealth then becomes a personal or social vice. Africa, the home of the black race, is the wealthiest of all lands in terms of natural resources. That wealth must be used first and foremost for the benefit of black people, since charity begins at home. It is unnatural for a free people to allow their wealth to be used for the benefit of others first, and only secondarily for themselves. Black educators must instill in their students a philosophy of growth and wealth and its decent use. A people who are known to love independence and are prepared to die for it, who are self-respecting and are respected abroad, who are wealthy and use their wealth to make a world a better place for themselves and for others, are a people of dignity and pride. But these are not enough. Sorry, but these are not enough. In fact, to this day, these are attributes of most African people on the African continent. Sorry, <laughs> a very close analysis of African history, especially that aspect which concerns the reversal of trends resulting in Africa's enslavement, colonization, and disgrace by Europe, by Europe, points out certain weaknesses in the attitudes of Africans which Europeans were quick to notice and therefore exploited. I know of no people more open to strangers than Africans. I know of no people more trusting of strangers than Africans. I know of no people more forgiving than Africans. I know of no, more, of no people more ready to share their wealth or personal belongings with others. I know of no people more religious and honest than Africans. Open-mindedness, trustworthiness, forgiveness, generosity, honesty, and piety are excellent virtues to have in practice. But to overdo these virtues is to destroy a necessary balance in our relationship with others. Destruction of such a balance implies destruction of harmony. Even the use even the universe of which man is only a part does function with respect to cosmic balance and harmony. Let it be therefore known that to be too virtuous is a vice. And this vice has reposed the destruction of the African race. It is therefore necessary for a philosophy of black education to correct such imbalances by emphasizing the golden rule, nothing in excess. Let me just read the next paragraph straight away. Teaching the young to turn the other cheek when the enemy strikes one cheek, teaching them to love their enemy, must constitute the most unnatural and dehumanizing instructions that can be inculcated in them. Very few books, if any, have been more tampered with than the Bible. It is therefore doubtful whether Jesus did in fact teach those lessons, since he wrote nothing we know of, and since the earliest of the Gospels written on him, the Gospel of St. Mark, was written about 40 years after his death. In any case, whether Jesus did teach such lessons or not, who wants his son to die at the age of 33 as Jesus did? Pastors and priests may, be, may, best, res may best respond to this question by furnishing examples with their own lives if they, if they disagree. Life is man's most precious asset. All right, so that I know I'm gonna take a little break.
reflect on this um, either throughout the day or right now. <laughs> and then uh, next segment, we're gonna discuss this. actually jumps out straight away, which is, quote unquote, it is unnatural for a free people to allow their wealth to be used for the benefits, the benefit of others, and only secondary for themselves. I think when, I think everybody, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, not everybody, but I think many people depend on your personality. You often look at your skills and your talents and you're kind of quick to be like, how can I benefit how can this benefit somebody else, whether it's an organization or an individual? And this is good when you're trying to help people. I mean, this is kind of, this is part of the motivation behind the Twitch stream and this whole Anchor rant cast. It's kind of like, my, can, my experience, can my experiences benefit somebody in the sense of maybe them learning something out of my various ranting? Um, but I think when you look at it from a, like a, a straight skills standpoint, you have to think to yourself, okay, how can I, how can I use my experience or skills, and then in some instances, in some instance, put a price on it, and then allow that to be something that I can benefit from. You know, you don't want to be like like I was saying before, the Barnes and Nobles dude, who after 17 years gets dropped from Barnes and Nobles. That's 17 years that you've been um, providing your, your skills and value to a, a huge company that in the end, when it ain't financially viable for them to keep you hired, you're cut. Now you can, people can say, oh, that's how it is. Deal with it, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, You know, I think I think it's one of those things. If you're if you're if who you're working for, if the organization you're working for has shown cases of um, or has shown in some instances that they actually value you as a human being, that's one thing. If they don't, though, if it's clear that they don't, like say you're working for Walmart and like one of these workers who, you know, there's this one headline I read about how. They weren't letting some workers use the washroom or something. You hear about this? Like workers were working hours with no washroom break. Or like, again, a call center where it's like, you know, you're not allowed to sign out or 
you have to you have to sign out to use the washroom. It's kind of like you, the room is full of adults. You know what I mean? Yet people gotta sign out to use the washroom. Sometimes they just don't let you use it. Supposedly don't let you. Now you can walk out and use it, but then you can face whatever reprimand or whatever after that. Anyway, the point is, if you're being valued, by all means, um, allow your wealth, or whether your wealth is your skills, your talent, maybe it's not a material wealth, maybe it's just a, a sort of a skills or a personality or um, a helpful sort of a wealth. By all means, help somebody. But when it becomes to your own detriment, you know, which is what the author is talking about here, um, you gotta really rethink what you're doing. Um, I mean, we're seeing you're seeing it now at an all-time high. People are kind of like, this particular job is shit. I'm out. And in the end, many of them are better off for it. I mean, you you don't really hear about people leaving McDonald's and then saying, oh, I wish I was working at McDonald's again. Maybe that's an extreme example, but I think the point stands. Forget about benefiting Mr. McDonald's. Mr. Ronald McDonald. Benefit yourself first. Um, maybe that seems self-interested, but I think there's always got to be a level of self-interest if you're going to survive long term. The author's talking about how Africans tend to be very like open and honest and like religious and generous and kind, and th that's often been used against them. And you know, you don't want to. If you're if you're too, you know, you know how they say nice people finish last or nice guys finish last, or you know, the good girl gets taken advantage of, and. That happens a few times and then that person's personality switches to maybe the opposite. Or maybe a little bit less than the opposite, complete opposite, but I think this is a it's like when if you're especially now in a if you're in a cutthroat kind of world, things are more cutthroat. Capitalism is more is 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 increasingly becoming more of a dominant philosophy, ideology, a practice. Well, actually, you can look at it two ways. Maybe now is the time to be even more kind and more generous and more honest in a world where people are faking it, a lot of shit. People are faking their, you know, their images on the internet. People are faking being honest in business. People are faking relationships and putting on charade relationships to present the image of being um, totally fine. People are f pretending like they're not, they don't have mental health issues. People are pretending that their marriages are okay and so on and so forth. Everything, you can, there's so many things people are pretending. So now the balance then becomes how to, how to present an image that's honest. How to, obviously you want to keep certain things to yourself, but how do we step forward as a human, as a, as a human race if we're constantly presenting curated images, carefully curated images. You know, how do we move forward? How do we how do we move forward if we're not honest about, say, um, 
discrimination or sexism or, you know, various other negative things. These conversations are coming out more now. Harassment, you know, we need to talk about these things more. Um, so I think from an honesty standpoint, we need to discuss these things. As far as forgiveness, obviously holding grudges is something that is unhealthy. But I think for your, some, I think in some cases for your own, and I, I'm always presenting both sides of this thing, of, of every like little topic. I'm like, okay, I get it on one hand, but on the other hand, that's what I'm kind of doing here. But um, forgiveness, like there's a, you know, holding grudges for your whole life is one thing. Forgiving someone who's clearly being a piece of shit, I mean, if that helps you mentally move forward, okay. But then, like, at the same, by the same token, don't forgive and then become open again to that person or generous or whatever. <laughs> You're going to get burned multiple times. And I think that's, I think most people with common sense can, can see that that's a reality. Let's see what else is. I gloss over anything. Yeah, certain weaknesses. Colonization and disgrace by Europe points out certain weaknesses in the attitudes of Africans, which Europeans were quick to notice and therefore exploited. <sighs> you know, I often think about like me exposing my own weaknesses on the internet or through this rant cast and so on. And can it be exploited? Yeah. You know, I'm always kind of suspicious of, <laughs> in some cases of, you know, if anybody, like, I don't really see this happening in overall effect or overlapping effect in my own real life. If it does, I like to think that I'm aware of, you know, you got to be kind of almost like, um, you almost have to go in, not like in a pessimistic way, but you almost have to go into interactions thinking that maybe this person's heard what I'm ranting about. Uh, maybe that sounds paranoid, I don't know. But I think you can't be naive. You gotta, you gotta really own that, yes, you're putting some shit out there that maybe people will be able to use as ammo against you. But at the same, by the same token, everybody's got something that they've done, right? There's very few Mother Teresa's and Joel Osteen's walking around, right? We like to think that they're, people like to think that they are, but is it accurate? Likely no. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's um, yeah, exactly, forgiveness. And then teaching the young to turn the other cheek when the enemy strikes one cheek. Teaching them to love their enemy must constitute the most unnatural and dehumanizing instructions. It is. Sometimes you gotta really like, and again, this is coming back to like, how, how the Bible's been used to kind of control masses and, I almost want to say brainwash people, but you know, you kind of have to, if you're being attacked, you fight back. I have at times sort of almost turned the other cheek too much. And in my case too, it's like physically, whether I'm the weight I'm at now or whether I was 100 pounds, 120 pounds heavier, I'm a bit of a physical presence that I know that if I let myself see red, it ain't gonna end well for a lot of people. And I'm mindful of that. I'd almost rather turn the other cheek than 
you know, be arrested for, for something, you know what I mean? So I've kind of internalized that kind of a philosophy. Maybe it doesn't always work. Um, but again, it's finding the balance, nothing in excess. You gotta balance being a nice person with being like a, you know what, fuck off kind of a person. Because in most cases, the people who are, I wanna say roll up, but that's, the people who are, you know, committing quote unquote offenses towards you, it's an insecurity. And they also, they also, they get off on the fact that they know that maybe you do turn the other cheek. You know, like the amount of, it's interesting, the, the number of people who I've known or whatever, who like physically non-imposing people who are instigating. It's kind of like, you know that, you know that, you know that there's a, a massive size difference between the two of us. And you know that I'm less likely to just wild out on you. So you instigate more, you know. In the end, they look stupid. Maybe in the short term, you look kind of like you're backing down. But anybody who's, any observer of that interaction will be like, yeah, this, anyway, I don't know, I don't want to clown small people. It's just like, this tends to be, I, I, I tend to notice this. This is, a, this is a trend. This is a personality thing that I've noticed. Um, anyway, that's my, those are my thoughts on that particular section of text that I narrated.